Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. It's time for school, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Yeah. There was multiple times that he was so whacked out yeah. on drugs that he would discuss and discuss, and the one that everyone remembers is where he goes, blah, 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 plus tax. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show and the Rock School Radio Network. Right now, 18 affiliates strong and about to be... 19. Really? Right. And you know what? I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to anyway. Oh, say it. I'm trading off of one of my students. What? A student of mine got put in charge of another local radio station. Well, we'll take it. And he looked at me and he said, I need to fill some time. Can I use your yeah. Rock School radio show? Yeah, the heck you can. You, you know what you CHA spells? What does CHA spell? Cha. Cha. So uh, we'll have one here for you in just a little bit. Uh, my name is Joe Burns. You are. I am Tammy Burns. Now, last week we did the worst singles of all time, statistically driven. This week we're going to do the worst albums of all time and i'll just tell you right up front as your head hits the microphone oh my gosh nice job on that by the way that's Sorry, great folks. that's great radio i need you for the first break yeah. to think about what is the worst album you have ever heard and, right. I, and i don't want you to pick one of mine that would be exceedingly bad but I have for you, time and time again, mm-hmm. all these critics and all of these websites that have supposedly found the worst album of all times. And here we go. All right. The Shags, this is 1969, The Shags' Philosophy of the World. Now, here's the thing. The Shags are three women who are the daughters of Austin Wiggin. Wiggin wanted to be a rock star, and it didn't happen, so... What he did was take his three daughters and say to them, you are going to be rock stars. Yeah. And they got an album, believe well, it or not. of course. Chris Connolly wrote for Rolling Stones, without exaggeration, Philosophy of the World may stand as the worst album ever recorded. <laughs> Deborah Ray Cohen, also writing for Rolling Stone, was so impressed by the album's poor quality oh. that she referred to it as the sickest, most stunningly awful, wonderful record I've heard of age in ages. Here's the thing. All right. There is the dog who's so ugly, he's beautiful. Yeah, the hairless dog. Right. There there are women the that are cat. so ugly, they're beautiful. Yeah. Men who are so ugly, they're beautiful. Is this her ugly baby? I actually downloaded this album. Yeah. Because it, it it's not just those two people. That's just the two that I chose. Mm-hmm. Person after person, the shags are so bad, but it's like watching the Rocky Horror Picture Show. You gotta listen to the end? It's so bad, you must listen to it because that's its selling point. Aw, bless their hearts. So, ladies and gentlemen, I, uh, I give you the shags from the album, maybe the worst ever, Philosophy of the World, here on Rock School. 
Okay, tell them what you asked me off air. Do we have the whole album? We do. I tell you, I downloaded the whole album. Well, I want to hear it. Because I work in... Because this tall girl wants what those short people got. (laughs) I know the song already now. What's funny about it is it really is. It's so bad... It might be good. It might get in my head. It might get in your head. And I downloaded it because of all of the albums I'm going to give you today that are supposedly oh, the worst thank album. thank you. Thank you. This was the one where everybody could not themselves lose their mind over enough. And it's one of those things that it drives me crazy when I go to a website that says, here is the worst album ever. And it's got things like Michael Bolton. Gee whiz, you're cool, aren't you? He's only sold 70 million albums. Right. Pick a really bad album. Don't pick something that, like, a half of the world loves, but because I intend to be cool. I'm going to tell you I hate it. I've only, Shut up. I've only heard one song from bad, this album, it? and it bad. is so bad that I am visualizing a uh-huh. fantastic movie behind it. Okay, hang on a second. Hey, All babe, right. By the way, once again, this is show number two. Last week, we did the worst singles. Oh, it was painful. Right, and by the way, if you'd like to see it, jump on the interweb, uh, open up the Chromium, uh, or the, uh, the... Does anyone use anything other than Chrome anymore? I don't know. Safari, Firefox... Put in selu.edu, once again, selu.edu slash rockschool, all lowercase. That means something for some silly reason. To the Hard Way from 1977. To the Hard Way from 1977, maybe the worst of all time. I could go on and on and on with Rolling Stone and Record Guide and Gawker and all that, but... Yeah. This is the album that Cher put out with Greg Allman. I love Cher. Okay, well, yeah, you're not going to real soon. The uh, the breakup of Greg Allman's uh, marriage and Sonny Bono's, it created a child. Yeah. These two. Yes, indeed. The unsuccessful album To the Hard Way was basically Cher's bankruptcy and Allman's alcoholism. But here's the thing to tell you how horrible it was. Okay. Cher went out of her way to acquire the rights to the album and has refused to allow it to be released any more than it actually has. Really? Yeah, but thanks to YouTube, guess who was able to get a hold oh, of one? Oh, yes, indeed. That would be me. Here you go. It's Greg Allman and Cher to the hard way on Rock School.
No, you do not. Yeah, I do. No, you do not like that song. I do. I like now, all of Cher's stuff. You know what? I probably made a mistake. I even like the auto-tuning. Do you believe in love? That's right. love? Do you believe in love? I, yeah. I love Cher. But here's the thing. Uh-huh. I, I probably picked the wrong song to represent the album. Well, because, that's what you picked. Right. You, you I, I chose You Really Got a Hold Which On Me. Which is a me. great song to begin with. Right. It's a Motown classic. And, it, and it's them redoing it. But it didn't bother you that she was okay. It didn't bother you that Greg Allman was out of tune halfway through no. it? No. Get out of town. Come on. You know what? Tell me the name of their son. Come on, hit me. Blue? That's part of it. That's his middle name. What's the first name? I don't know. Frederick? Elijah. Elijah Blue. Yes. How nice. I would have gone with just Blue. All right, we got to play one more song here as we talk about the worst albums ever. And by the way, again, I'm reminding you. I told you in the first break. I'm telling you here in the third break. Tell me again. I need to know what you consider the worst album in the first break because i have a bunch of them you do i do well see there's one problem what's that you can't come up with one can you 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 know what what i was a real 45 record girl oh okay so you were an album side, backside no okay. we had a lot of albums but those were basically my sisters okay and the only way that I was ever... I would pick them up all the time. But you mm-hmm. know what I was looking at? The handsome guys? The covers, yeah. Oh, I'd the covers. I'd read the covers okay. front to back all the time. Yeah, my father had a bunch of Herb Alpert albums, which had girls in gold lame bikinis. No, that's the that's the one that the, you open up also with yeah. the... With the with the girl, you know, we remember the, what that was. It was the beginning of my adolescence, <laughs> right there. Okay, let's play another oh, one come here. Come back, come okay. back. 1995, Duran Duran. Don't, no, no, no. We have seen them in concerts. Are you saying? And this is, of course, you know, Rio, Girls on Film, yes. Hungry Like the World. Brilliant. Well, in 1995, Duran Duran decided to do an album called Thank You. And it, it logically makes sense. They wanted to do a cover album of nothing but remakes, basically saying to everyone who influenced them, thank you. You know, we're going to redo one of your songs and it's going to be an homage and it was done legally and they paid all of that. Yeah. The problem is the covers were horrible. Oh. They covered 911 is a joke by Public Enemy. And maybe because of that alone, Q Magazine in March 2006 named this the worst album ever created. Oh my gosh. Ready? Are you going to play it? Simon LeBon doing Flavor Flake. Oh. 9-1-1 is a joke on Rock School.
Coming into the second break. Okay, now look, you liked Greg Allman and Cher's yeah. version of You Really Got a Hold on Me. I really like Public Enemy. I love Fight the oh, Power. Oh, I knew you did. I do. I love it. You've got to be sickened to death when, with when, what we just heard. Yeah, when rap music first came out, boy, I adored a lot of the stuff that was being done. And it just turned into homogenized producer-driven crud to me, but when it first came out, I loved it, and Public Enemy and NWA were really, I mean, I thought to myself, here we go. It doesn't get any better. Right. Somebody has finally turned the corner and said, look, this is something new, because how could something be new after all of that? It was really good, and then I listened to that. Oh, yeah. Did you like that at all? No, it was terrible. It It was like a, I don't know, Pop Rocks, yeah. man, in your mouth. It wasn't very good. It wasn't as good as Pop Rocks in your mouth. Okay, let's take a look here. Look, what the is... dog is passed out. The it, dog yeah. can't even stand that song. We killed the dog. We killed the dog with Duran Duran. Can you come up with any album no. that you think is the worst ever recorded? No, I can't. Okay. Well, uh, here... And I'm not going to just throw something out there because, you know... I understand. You would sound kind of weird. I'd sound stupid. Here's the thing. When you start looking online for what is the worst album ever recorded, yeah. you get a lot of people. I think I mentioned this earlier in the show. You know, oh, I hate Michael Bolton. Oh, stop it. I mean, I mean, come on. You may dislike him, but it's not the worst album ever made. It sold 50,000 copies. I hate Nickelback. Yeah, I, I tell you what. I'd love to be that hated. They've sold 50 million albums. Look, best, best Michael Bolton story ever, right? What's that? <laughs> you were playing this, uh, you know, this dance this yeah. dance party for like people who were trying to meet meet each other. Oh yeah, I remember yeah. that. Do you we remember made, doing that? We made good money. Yeah, we made from great that. money. You were doing this disco thing for these folks, sure. and you played some Michael Bolton. Uh huh. And this weird, weird dude in an overcoat came up and said, <laughs> "Lady, could you just dance with me? Yeah. I am so no. lonely." No. And I said, "That's my husband." He said, "I know, but I don't think he would mind." Yeah. Drop the zero and get with the and hero. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. Okay, here you go. Here are my worst albums of all time. And a lot of it is because it's such a letdown from what it was. Two virgins, John and Yoko Ono. It really is such a letdown. I get it. I know what people are going to say. Well, it's experimental and it's this and it's that. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. It isn't. Chris Gaines. And I know what people are going to say. What? You like Garth Brooks? You know what? When I was in graduate school, I went through a real country time. And I just thought Garth Brooks was great. Rope in the Wind was wonderful. Right. And then that. You know what? Very unhappy with it. Yeah, exactly. It was so phony. It was. That's the best way of putting it. It was plastic. It was. It It just wasn't. It wasn't him at all. I agree. And the last one I have here, worst albums, Van Halen 3. Oh, I'm so sorry. Which is really bad because I really like Van Halen and I really like Gary Sharon. I just think Extreme is wonderful. They are. It's one of those things, though. Look, I like mustard and I like butter pecan ice cream. But I don't put mustard on top of butter pecan ice cream. That's your analogy? It was such a letdown. It it almost seemed like they rushed with everything they had to put out the album. Uh-huh. And the songs weren't quite done. Well, he just sounded like 
he just sounded like Gary Sharon with right. Van Halen backing him, a band backing exactly. him up. Right. It's you kept. He did not sound like Van Halen. Right. You kept expecting Gary Sharon to break out into more than words with Eddie on acoustic. Yeah. He d- he took over the album, and it was a tremendous letdown. Now, don't get me wrong. There's two or three songs on there I think are pretty good, but. Pretty good doesn't yeah. make it. Yeah, it's I mean, sad. Yeah, I still remember like listening to a new Van Halen album and just being blown against the back wall. Mm-hmm. And and then the nothing. singer guy, the singer guy. Yeah, go ahead. Who's listening to us here on Rock School? Well, that would be WMCE and Erie, PA. Thank you so much. Back in a minute on Rock School. Hey, Rock School listener, you hear this little thing going on right now? This this music bed that goes on for a minute, we do it twice during a show? This is where a sponsor should be. This is where an underwriter should be. If you or some business you know might want to be that sponsor or underwriter of the Rock School radio show, please have that person give us a call, 985-549-2330. Once again, 985-549-2330. You can sponsor the radio show, you can sponsor the podcast, you can sponsor both as other ways of doing it. So call that number, 985-549-2330, and talk with Rachel, or talk to Todd if you really want to talk to Todd for some reason, but Rachel's really who you want to speak to. 509-2330. Thanks. Coming out of the break, let me give you the first one that we're not going to play. It's called. It's from 1982, number one. It's called Elvis's Greatest S-Word. Elvis's greatest S word. It is a bootleg compilation. If you think I'm lying, feel free. Go look it up. You are lying. No, it's a bootleg compilation album consisting of largely outtakes and a selection of Elvis's movie soundtrack songs from the 1960s. And it was made by critics who largely agreed that everything that he did that was in the movie business or what have you is, is absolutely worthless. And furthermore... In 1974, there was an album called Having Fun with Elvis on Stage. Okay? I can list for you all you want. The worst rock and roll record of all time, uh, noted by all music and multiple different places. But what it was, was a spoken word album. Oh, yes. And I think what people did was, and I've listened to cuts off I have too. Have you? I forgot about that. What they did is they grabbed Elvis's discussions on stage, Mm -hmm. and when he was in Vegas and he was a hundred pounds overweight, there was multiple times that he was so whacked out on drugs that he would discuss and discuss, and the one that everyone remembers is where he goes, plus tax. Right. And... (laughs) Sorry, I hit the thing again. I, I get it, but it's it, it's not that it's such a terrible album. It's that somebody would do that to him. I mean, I, I you know, I'm a private citizen. Really? Yes, I'm a private citizen. But if I go out there and I decide to be an entertainer... In the world of everything is recorded and put yeah, out there now? Come you're, on. You're probably right. Now, Elvis didn't have to really worry about today, that. If he lived today, everything would be on YouTube. I Come agree. on. Right. And I've said numerous times, as have friends of mine, that you, you can't... Thank goodness there wasn't a camera phone when I was growing up. 
you know, the worst that could happen to you was that you passed out at a party and somebody drew something dirty on your face. Yeah. Today, it's everywhere. And that's what this album is. Somebody just got a hold of Elvis's stuff and attacked him with it. Yeah. Okay, let's go on to another on another song. 1978, the soundtrack to Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band with the Bee Gees and Peter Frampton and, uh, you know, other people. Mm-hmm. It is generally decided that it's the worst soundtrack ever. And you know what? When you listen to the songs, no, they're not terrible. But it was one of those things where how dare you? How dare you do this to the Beatles? I think that had a lot to you do think? with it. Right. Now, I'm going to play Max. I didn't think it was bad. Oh, really? I, it, again, I didn't like it. And again, it's a lot of, I think, how dare you do this to the Beatles? We named, well, I named our son after the song Maxwell's Silver Hammer. Right. Right? So, our kid's Max. Steve Martin resings the song. And again, it's not an homage. It's it's Steve Martin doing it. And how dare you do this to the Beatles? We've talked enough. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, Maxwell Silver Hammer here on Rock School. Okay, bottom of the hour. Uh, what did you think of Steve Martin singing Max? I didn't Max like it. No, I didn't either. He was Steve Martin. And I, I like Steve Martin. Right, and he had a big hit with what is it, King Tut? Oh yeah. But he, it didn't fit on the Beatles. He's a great and a very funny comedian, yeah, right? Right, and there's a reason why I chose Maxwell's Silver Hammer. I think it's brilliant. I thought it was a, an unbelievably good recreation of that ASCAP 
Tin Pan Alley type stuff. And I get it. I know the song's about a serial killer. He kills the judge. He kills his girlfriend. I get it. He just misses the mark for doing the song. I agree. Okay, we got to do bottom of the hour. My name is Joe Burns. I am Tammy Burns. Let's do seven days, 70 seconds. These are the dates. August 6th all the way through August 12th. I think you got Monday, Tammy. Go. August 6th, 1988. Yo, MTV Raps appears on MTV. I believe Run DMC was the first post. And then it got handed over to Ed Lover and some other guy, and I can't remember his name. August 7th, 1963, Beach Party, starring Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello, opens up in theaters. August 8th, 2017, Glenn Campbell dies one year ago today of Alzheimer's disease. August 9th, 1978, Muddy Waters performs at the White House for President Carter. That's if I ever become president. Yeah. I don't think this will happen. I don't think so either. I would bring in every band, and it would be one one of those things where Van Halen doesn't want to get together. If you don't, I'm throwing you in federal prison. Ooh. <laughs> All on, at the Rose Garden, huh? Yeah. August 10th, 1963, Stevie Wonder's Fingertips Part 2 becomes the first live recording to hit number one in the U.S. And furthermore, the first number one by the youngest person ever. It's since been beaten. Okay. But it was. August 11th, 1964, the high numbers take the stage for the first time. You will know them as The Who very soon. And August 12th, 1970, at Harvard, Janis Joplin performs her final concert. In case you're wondering, the last song she sings is Gershwin's Summertime. Interesting. Yipper. Kevin Federline. Do you know who Kevin Federline yeah, is? Yeah, he's, he's my girl Brittany's That's right. ex-husband. That's right, and uh, gave her, I he's believe... He's her baby daddy. Right, two children from uh, Kevin Federline. She's, he's also a very kept man. Well, he is now. Well, yeah. yeah. He ballooned up to 9,000 pounds, I think. He's got a lot of babies. He does, and from other people. But Kevin Federline, in 2006, after walking away from Britney Spears, put out an album called Playing With Fire. Ooh. It is... You ever heard of Metacritic? No. What Metacritic does is a lot like Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. It takes all of the reviews of albums and puts them together into a single element. Okay. Playing with Fire by Kevin Fetterline. Oh, no. Is literally the worst scoring album ever on Metacritic. It says here it's got a score of 15. I'm assuming that's out of 100, but I don't know. It was also a commercial failure. First week sales. Ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1,500. Wait. I could sell 1,000. people no. or albums? Albums. Yeah. Hey. Here's Kevin Federline here on Rock School. Hey, I'm done with this two-step, man, I just snack. Man, I just snack. Man, I just snack. And I ain't calling for the drinks no more. I just snack. Man, I just snack. Man, I just snack. And I ain't hollering at these hoes no more. I just snack. Man, I just snack. Man, I just snap, and ain't no when it's time to go. I just snap, man, I just snap, man, I just snap. When I say jump, you better start leaping, and when I say crawl, then you better start My gosh, that is just horrible. That is crazy bad. That is really bad. That You know what it was? Somebody 
in the music industry decided to create this. Now, don't get me wrong. It's well-produced. He's well-recorded. Whomever put it together really knew what they were doing. The problem is the lipstick on a pig. Yeah. You know, polishing a turd. There's not much you can do. I get it. It's very pretty. And you know what upsets me more than anything about it? What? I build this show. Uh Uh-huh. You and I do these breaks, and then I come back later, and I lay in the music so everything fits beautifully. I also make a point that there should be no cursing whatsoever. I'm going to have to listen to that Kevin Federline song. How many times? Just in the 15 seconds, 30 seconds that you and I sat and listened, I think he cursed four times. Great. I get to go in there. there. I didn't even know what they were. Beep. Beep. Beep! Shut up. Uh, Welcome to the second break. Uh, It says here, there is an article called Bands I Will Be Forced to Listen to When I Go to Hell. Ooh. Sean Sean Bedouin from Salon.com has gone out of his way to say this. Now, here we go. Ready? Here are his points. Think about it. What's a band you'll be forced to listen to if you go to the hot place? Probably Van Halen. (laughs) Okay, props. Props. God only knows. Good punch. You know, I've been the best wife ever. I Uh have kept my mouth shut Uh through every singer that comes up, right? Yeah, Uh uh-huh. Yeah. All right, just saying. Good punch. I got to give that to you. Okay, according to Sean, here are the uh, bands he will be forced to listen to. Counting Crows, Beach Boys. You know what? I can understand the Beach Boys. If I hear one more version of Kokomo... Someone dies. Yeah, but Kokomo is where it, it was kind of just stupid. Well, we're getting on a, a cruise ship, you and I. Yeah. About eight days after we record this show. Thank God. I'm going to be- make you a bet. We hear the song Kokomo. Probably. More times than and we need to. you know what? To. You'll what? be shaking your booty to it. Well, I'll be drunk. Because after the second drink, you ain't yeah. going to Kokomo no mo. Yeah. The more, you, the more you booze, the better the cruise. Uh, Billy Joel is another one. Weezer, Eric Clapton. You know, I got to agree with him a little bit with Eric Clapton. Yeah. Brilliant stuff, but we saw him live. Mm -hmm. I don't think he knew there was an audience out there. He didn't care. He didn't care one bit. Mm -mm. R-E-M, Sting. I I don't agree with either of those. Creed, agree with that. Yeah. And Pearl Jam. It, It has to do, Pearl Jam, in my opinion, has to do with whether you believe Pearl Jam was truly a grunge band or if it was a Put together Backstreet Boys-esque thing. Oh, you think? That was created by the record companies. You think it was created? There's an argument both ways. Why don't you do a show on that? No, it wasn't. And yes, it was. It's not a bad idea. Why don't you do that? Bands that were put together. You're not as smart as you think you are. I'm not as smart as I look. Reach over there, grab that piece of paper, and tell us who else is listening. Well, those are the smart people at uh, Burlington, Wisconsin, WBSD. In at... Uh, go pick it. In Who? at. Yeah. In at. Catch us pick on one. Catch us on Facebook, search Rock School Radio Show, or Tammy will get so angry. Catch she'll us at turn or catch all us in. Kinds of red. Er. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Hey, Rock School listener. If you're listening to this on podcast and thinking to yourself, gosh, this would sound so much better on the radio, well, it can be. The Rock School Radio Show is available to any radio station here in the United States or abroad. We already have one in Spain. What you need to do if you'd like to help us out is contact your local radio station and say, hey, why don't you run the Rock School Radio Show? It's free. Yeah, 
free. Doesn't cost them anything. We will take as many affiliates as we can, and we're giving it away. Have them get in touch with me or Todd. Todd will talk to them. Go to southeastern.edu slash rockschool. Southeastern.edu slash rockschool. And there's a little button on there that says contact us, and that's where they contact us. Thanks a lot. Right there in advance. Hopefully we can get on another radio station. Thanks to you. Out of the second break, let's go to one that might not be as well known to people. Have you ever heard of Lord Such and the Heavy Friends? Never. Okay. Thank this you is... for letting me know. Oh, sure. Take this one to the grave. Screaming Lord Such put out a an album in 1970 called Lord Such and Heavy Friends. If you want to look it up, S-U-T-C-H. It's a super group. Notice the quotations around Supergroup. Okay. It came up in a 1998 BBC poll as the worst of the top 10,000 albums of all time. And furthermore, Rolling Stone, Rolling Stone called such absolutely terrible and lamented that under the restrictions of the project, the collection of talented musicians on hand were made to sound, quote, like a fouled parody of themselves. Oh dear. And I give to you now look cuz I want you to hear it. Please. I want you to hear this. I need to. This is one of the worst albums of all time. Lord Such and Heavy Friends here on Rock School. Ich liege wach in meinem Bett. Ich kann nicht schlafen. Ich geh noch mal raus, ich denk nur an dich Ich hab nichts dabei, ich geh jede Nacht raus, ich liebe dich Okay, last break here on Rock School. Uh, again, I don't like to go backwards, but if I'm well, not mistaken, you found some information about Britney's ex, Kevin Federline. Yeah, they just they just went to court like in in May of this this year, 2018. He, he and Britney's who you're talking yeah, about, K right? Yeah, K Fed. K. <laughs> K-Fed, really? K- well, yeah. Kevin Federline, okay. K-Fed and Brittany, yeah. and he was getting 20000 a month. What? Yeah, for no, child no, support. No, stop, 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 stop. Really? Yeah. Kevin Federline is getting $20,000 a month just because he got Britney Spears to say, I do? Well, it's, it's because they have two kids together. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, she's the one with the kids. He ain't coming to pick them up on the weekends. He ain't doing nothing. I guarantee it. Listen, he's asking for 60000 a month. Why? Well, because he makes 3000 a month as a DJ. What a guy. Be a DJ. <laughs> and he can't work as a dancer anymore because of his age. It has nothing to do with his fat gut. <laughs> it has to do with his age. <laughs> 
And, oh, listen to this. Yeah, go ahead, hit it. K-Fed also noted that he is in less demand and has not been as successful in putting out new music in the last 10 years. K-Fed is in less demand. Then what? I'm I'm trying to come up with the answer to that. Did, does it say anything? Did he get $60,000 no, a month? No. They were dragging him through the mud saying, come on, go get a job. But the thing about it is, if you're still making $20,000 a month, 12 times 20, the guy's making like, like a quarter million dollars a year off of Britney Spears. Now, I get it. She can afford it. But goodness. Well, he's also probably going to, you know, say that, he probably lives in California, and it costs a lot of money to live there. It's probably not enough money to live there for him just to yeah. live off Brittany. If if I was a judge, I would say, move to Iowa, young yeah, man. you will be very rich yeah. in Iowa City, Iowa. But I want to live in L.A. I want a gold-plated toilet. Yeah. I don't think either of us are going to get it. Hey, said, you got to go dance in Iowa, man. Oh, Man, goodness. Okay, final break. Uh, I'm going to play one more for you here. Lou Reed. Now, Lou I know, Reed? Yeah, I know you're not a big fan of Lou Reed. Maybe some of his solo My stuff. My lady love. No, that's not Lou Reed. Who is that? Take a walk on the wild side. Oh, yeah. That's Lou Reed. Who's My Lady Love? My lady love. I'll look it up. I can't think of it. Look it up while I'm doing this. Dead in the water. Lou Reed, uh, while he was with the Velvet Underground, even though some people don't like the music, a lot of people do, he also, in 1975, as a solo artist, put out a deliberately unlistenable album that's nothing but guitar feedback loops and all kinds of stuff like that. I, I don't know why anyone would do this, but he did it on purpose. It was ranked number two in the 1991 book The Worst Rock and Roll Records of All Time by G. Jimmy Gutterman, and in 2005, Q Magazine listed it as one of the top 10 terrible records by great artists, <laughs> and it was ranked number four on Q's 50 worst albums of all time. Now, I know what people are going to say. Well, he did it on purpose. So what? Yeah. Bad is bad. Once again, Lou Reed, Metal Machine Music is the name of the album. Once again, Metal Machine Music. Okay, go ahead. Who did Lady Love? Uh, Lou Rawls. I got my Lou's mixed up. Jeez, I could not think of that. You could have given me 20 tries and I I wouldn't have got it. I got my Lou's mixed up. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm going to play a little bit of Lou Reed here, and uh, we'll also get up to time. That'll do it. Next week, we'll be back with a more of a, how do I put this, academic Topic. Well, this if was you a will. lot of fun. That academic stuff is just not for me. Well, if you didn't like these shows, blame Gary Swanson, a buddy of mine who said, You better do this. It was good. Actually, blame his wife, because it was his wife who said, You better play the worst of everything. Thank you, wife. There you go. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Tammy Burns. That'll do it. Class is dismissed. <laughs> <laughs>